It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders can expect to find when they face off against the New England Patriots this weekend in Foxborough, Massachusetts. That and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting your podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Join the Locked On Commanders insider program. You'll get news, inside scoops, exclusive content delivered directly to your phone that goes beyond and extends what we do here on the program. You get one-on-one conversations with me via text message, and I'm always excited to welcome new insiders into the program. Join the program now. Be in the know all the time. Just go to joinsubtext.com slash commanders to sign up. I am your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at dharrison82, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers, and of course, as always, I appreciate your continued support for the program. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL in all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. On today's episode, I've done some uh, film watching, so we're going to go into that. I'm going to give you my three keys to a Washington victory on the road against the New England Patriots. And we'll go over the final injury report for both teams, a very long list of players for the New England Patriots that could certainly have a major impact on what happens in week nine. But first, we got to talk tendencies that I saw on film. And this week, we're looking at the New England Patriots blitz technique or blitz tendencies, rather, to start the episode. We're going to start with the defensive side of the ball for the opponent because for quarterback Sam Howell, This is what is going to make or break his performance in week nine and ultimately will be a big part of what leads to a Washington Commanders loss or a Washington Commanders victory. Remember, the last time we saw this quarterback, we saw this offense under a whole lot of duress against a team that blitzes as much or as uh, as much as or more than the New England Patriots do. uh, It didn't go well. And whether you blame the offensive line, Sam Howell or a combination of both, Sam Howell did not look comfortable. He looked hurried. He looked rushed. He looked flustered. And certainly this week, we expect to see a more composed, better version of Sam Howell and certainly more than seven points because that was against the New York Giants uh, just a couple weeks ago where they've played uh, to a 14-7 loss. The New England Patriots are blitzing 33% of the time, according to Sports Info Solutions. That's sixth most in the National Football League currently, but are 30th in the league in sacks per pass attempt. So obviously that math tells you that they're trying to get to the quarterback quite often, but they're not actually getting home near as much as they would like to. Most of those blitzes are coming on third downs, and they're allowing about a 57% completion rate and a 6.9 yards per pass uh, completion. 
Uh, on average, they've given up five explosive plays on those third down blitzes as well. Now, on the flip side of that, only 5% of their blitzes have resulted in sacks. So, again, that's the low sack number. 57% of their blitzes are coming from, from 7 to 10 yards to gain for the opposing offense and against 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end. Of course, Washington uses 11 personnel 77% of the time. They're not alone. 11 personnel, a very popular personnel package these days in the NFL. Now, 68% of New England's blitzes come between the 20s, so from the opponent's 20-yard line all the way back to your own 20-yard line. Uh, typically, that's where New England likes to blitz. 43% of the time, the Patriots blitz. They don't even get pressure on the opposing quarterback, which would all sound fantastic, except we've watched this Washington Commanders offense uh, all season long, and we've seen them give up high pressure rates and even sack rates to teams that previously did not have those numbers. So typically you'd, you'd be excited about some of the information uh, that I just gave you because if they're blitzing a lot, but they're not getting home. They're not getting sacks. They're not getting pressures. That means they've got fewer defenders to defend against receivers. And that typically means your quarterback has more uh, targets to throw to. But again, in the context of this season for the Washington commanders, hard to get as excited about that uh, as you normally would. Now using all of this data, we can point out that we're most likely to see those of us who are going to watch the game Sunday, we're most likely to see the Patriots blitz between the 20s on third down and when Washington is facing third and seven or more, which isn't completely shocking, uh, but it's a pretty firm tendency, right? Of course, a lot of defenses like to blitz in third and seven or more, especially between the 20s. Um, but the New England Patriots like to do it uh, to a, a little bit of a different degree. Now, primarily, the New England Patriots like to use zone blitzes. So they're blitzing up front. They might have a couple of guys in man coverage with a zone uh, cover guy deep or, or zone in the middle, but typically you've got a nice, uh, nice comfort, nice comfortable zone coverage going on uh, for for the for the offense. Now, typically, or what that leads to is your quarterback Sam Howell's got to be able to read those zones, know where his guys are going to go, where they're going to be, and how that's going to intermingle with the guys uh, that are dropping back on defense. They're allowing a forty-seven percent completion rate on those zone blitzes, which is not very high, 5.6 yards per pass, uh, which, again, we're talking third and seven tendencies. So third and seven, giving up 5.6 yards per pass, you're pretty good with that. And they've only given up one explosive play. So, again, uh, between the 20s, third down, third and seven or more, that's the numbers the New England Patriots defense uh, is running right now as far as their blitz tendencies are concerned. So pretty effective blitz uh, techniques there on third downs for the New England Patriots so far. This season now, 82% of those third down blitzes have come against 11 personnel. They love, love, love to blitz against 11 personnel. Now, part of the reason so many of their blitzes come against 11 personnel is because opposing offenses use 11 personnel so much. But when you look at the numbers, I think it's like 8%, 12 personnel. It's even lower for 13 personnel. The New England Patriots have a very clear tendency that they like to blitz against 11 personnel and try to take advantage of smaller offensive lines. Uh, fewer personnel staying in to block for the quarterback. So what is the importance of all of this information? Well, anticipation is going to be huge this week for Sam Howell. I asked Ron Rivera that on Friday at our post-practice press conference, and he kind of agreed with me. He, he shook his head up and down, nodded a lot while I was asking the question about pre-snap reads and anticipation being even more important this week than it has been in any other week. And Ron Rivera agreed with that. Bill Belichick likes to bring a lot of blitzes. He likes to disguise his coverages. You might use motion to try to dictate uh, man coverage versus zone coverage, and they'll show zone, but then they'll drop into a man, or they'll show man, and then they'll drop into a zone. And then next time they're going to show man, and they'll drop into a man. So there's there's really a whole lot of things that Bill Belichick is known for doing during his career to prevent young quarterbacks, especially, but any quarterback really, from getting a beat on what it is his defense uh, is about to do. So 
anticipation is going to be huge. Huge. Ron Rivera pointed out a play uh, to us, and if he pointed out to us, then you know he pointed out to the players as well, where Buffalo Bills tight end Dawson Knox was able to come out of a route. Josh Allen, the quarterback, was able to kind of get away from some of the early pressure and put the ball in a spot, trusting his tight end to be from the left side to the right side, hash in the second level of the defense to be in a spot in the soft zone in the in the in the in the, in the zone coverage, and he was there. They were able to complete the pass uh, and get a successful play on a third down play. That's the kind of thing we're going to need to see from the Washington Commanders. And quite honestly, that is something that we have not seen a lot of from Sam Howell so far uh, this season. The anticipation hasn't been as good as we thought it would be coming into preseason, coming into training camp. The pre-snap reads haven't been as strong, although they are getting better. Ron Rivera told us they're getting better. I believe they're getting better just from watching them. I think last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, we saw a much better pre-snap read uh, process from Sam Howell, better understanding of what defenses are trying to do against them. But again, that's the second time he's seen the, the Philadelphia Eagles. This is going to be the first time he sees uh, the New England Patriots. Receivers have to get open quick as well. It's not just on the quarterback. The receivers have got to get off their, their press coverage, got to get off their guy, got to get into their routes, get into their stems, into their breaks, and get into the space that the quarterback needs them to be because if the quarterback's going to trust you to be there, you have to be there. Will it impact the game plan? That's really the big question that I have on my mind. And, of course, Roddenberry is not going to sit here and say, yes, we're going to run more 12 personnel because of what you just said. But I'm wondering out loud, I'm going to go into the game, wondering if we're going to see more 12, more 13 personnel because the New England Patriots don't blitz as much. So use the scheme, use the game plan as kind of a a counter to that blitz-heavy New England Patriots system. Less than 10% of Patriots blitzes are coming against 12 and 13 personnel uh, so far. But we know the Washington Commanders love, love, love some 11 personnel. So will that impact that? Will it it grow? I think we saw 12 and 13 personnel, uh, even some 21 personnel last week more than we're used to so perhaps we see another increase in that so that's our look at what the commander's offense is going to have to consider when facing the new england patriots defense now let's switch things over to the other side see what the washington commander's defense is going to have to put up with coming up next on today's episode of locked on commanders part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and today's episode of locked on commanders brought to you by prize picks prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in north america they are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players including pros and sharks you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and then just watch your winnings roll in prize picks is really simple i can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds and they offer quick withdrawals easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. That is what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. This week, I'm taking a trio of players to go more than their stat projections in this Commanders and Patriots uh, contest. I'm going Jahan Dotson, more than three and a half catches. Quarterback Sam Howell with more than one and a half total touchdowns. And New England Patriots quarterback Mac Jones with more than three and a half yards rushing. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL. For a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com, locked on slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Thank you. 
Thanks again, everyone, for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view today and every day. Every day, our football season is here, and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Eastern from every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. And your host, Tanitra Batiste, Travis Davis, and Kyle Krabs are going to break down every game on the NFL schedule to get you ready for your team's matchup, help you set your fantasy lineups, and get your betting angles right and more. Plus, get in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts, across the country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel, including Locked On Commanders. Uh, we just talked about what the Commanders' offense is going to face against the New England Patriots' defense. Again, a good amount of blitzing, some pressures dialed up. Uh, again, hopefully this offensive line, look, they, 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 they played better. Sam Howell played better. I think everybody kind of played better against Philadelphia Eagles. But if that continues into this weekend, the New England Patriots not getting to quarterbacks very often, even though they're dialing up a lot of blitzes. If that continues, and certainly will help Sam Howell and this offense continue to do some good things for Washington. What about the defense, though? Going up against the Patriots offense, the big issue coming into this week all season long, right, with the commander's secondary has been explosive plays. They've given up a lot of explosive plays, and explosive plays are typically 20 yards or more. Uh, and really, but really, when you look at it, right, anything that's 15 yards or more uh, is really incredibly damaging to a defense from a drive-to-drive -drive perspective. So flip it over to that side of the ball. The Patriots like to use 11 personnel the most. Again, 11 personnel, very popular package, uh, personnel package in, in today's NFL. It's the most popular personnel grouping right now. In fact, in the, in the NFL, they use it 54% of the time. So not as much as the commanders do, but still more than anything else. The next highest personnel grouping that the Patriots like to use, 12 personnel, they do that 32% of the time. Again, according to Sports Info uh, Solutions, and New England actually uses 12 personnel more than 31 other NFL teams. So, again, they're the second highest 12 personnel grouping in the National Football League. So you're going to see a good amount of tight ends, Hunter, Hunter Henry and tight end Micah Sack. In 11 personnel, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones has just 13 passes of 12 or more air yards. So passes that travel 12, more, 12 yards or more through the air. Mac Jones has only 13 pass completions of that type while playing in 11 personnel. Typically, those lead to gains of 15 yards or more. That ranks 26th in the NFL, so not a whole lot from him. That's just behind Justin Fields, who has 12. But again, we saw Justin Fields victimize this defense. So kind of like those sack numbers, even though those numbers sound exciting right off the cuff because of the context of what we've seen the Washington Commanders do on the field so far this season, takes a little bit of the excitement out of a, out of a measurement like that, right? Defensively now, Washington has allowed the fifth most pass completions of 12 or more air yards and have allowed nine touchdown passes within that same framework. That is the most in the, the NFL. So in 12 personnel, the Patriots second favorite personnel grouping Jones has completed eight passes of 12 or more air yards that ranks ninth. So he's better at finding deep passes there, presumably because he has more time, maybe a little bit even more because that personnel grouping again, even though the Patriots use it a lot, it's still just over 30%. So not a lot of 12 personnel defenses may not be uh, as tuned in to how to defend and stop those kinds of things. Meanwhile, Washington has allowed the fourth most completions of 12 air yards or more uh, this season and a touchdown against 12 personnel. So, again, you see that Washington Commanders trend not doing very well against the deep ball. So this is a matchup of weakness on weakness. The New England Patriots are not completing a lot of deep balls. The Washington Commanders are allowing completions of a lot of deep balls. So the question is, which side is going to be able to leverage the other's weakness to turn their own weakness into at least a one-week strength. 
That's really the question on the defensive side of the ball for the Washington Commanders. Are the New England Patriots going to take advantage of their own deficiencies and 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 have a get-right game as we have to call them for the Patriots' pass offense? Or is the Washington Commanders' defense going to be able to take advantage of Mac Jones and his offensive deficiencies and have a quote-unquote get-right game against them, kind of like the Commanders did uh, against the Atlanta Falcons? Not a great game still for the defense, but of course you love uh, the three takeaways. That's going to have a lot to do with who wins this game uh, as well from a, from a commander's defensive perspective. Final thing I want to look at from the defensive side uh, of the Washington commanders matchup, the most routes run on pass completions that go uh, travel at least 12 air yards or more. And the most targets that the Patriots currently have for a receiver in that context is wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne is now on injured reserve and we don't ever celebrate a player's injury, right? But strategically that is good news for the Washington Commanders, but he doesn't actually have the team's lead in catches of 12-plus air yards or more. That actually belongs to receiver DeMario Douglas, who has seven such receptions for 155 yards. That also leads the team. So even though Kendrick Bourne is missing, the thing that the Commanders defend the least or the, the, the least effectively against opposing offenses, that guy, DeMario Douglas, is actually still going to be on the field. So that portion of this is certainly still within play. The second most deep ball catches in New England belongs to tight end Hunter Henry, who has five of them. Nobody else on the roster even has four through eight weeks, uh, including wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, which many of you may not even realize that he's playing in New England. Now, when the New England Patriots and Mac Jones target Demario Douglas, who, by the way, wears number 81. So if you're watching this game, keep an eye out for number 81. He's a short dude. He's going to be playing up. Uh, playing out of the slot, so a lot of matchups, we pres presume, going up against Danny Johnson. He might also get some against Benjamin St. Juice when Emmanuel Forbes is on the field. Uh, I, from, from watching the film, and I watched every pass completion, every pass target to DeMario Davis, uh, Douglas, rather, uh, of 12-plus air yards or more, he's really good at finding zone coverages, guys. This guy is, is going, if there are holes in the zone, he's going to find that soft spot. He's going to sit down for his quarterback or run through for his quarterback and get open for a pass. He's got strong burst coming in and out of his cuts. Uh, and honestly, watching him on tape, he kind of reminds me a little of Tyreek Hill stylistically. I am not saying that DeMar Douglas is Tyreek Hill. I'm saying stylistically, he kind of reminds me of Tyreek Hill. He's a really good ball tracker. He's a hands catcher which is going to make it even more important for these Washington Commanders defenders when they're in phase or when they're in man coverage. You see him looking up. You see his hands go up. Get your hand up in between his hands and his arms. Try to knock that ball away. He's tough. He's a, he's a shorter guy. He's a smaller guy, but he's incredibly tough. He's not going to shy away from traffic or contested catches. And honestly, his smaller frame, his smaller target, could actually lead to some head contact uh, by Washington Commanders defenders if they're not incredibly careful of where they go in to hit this guy. So, that's what I see from Demario uh, Douglas. Again, zone beater, but even against man coverage, really smooth in and out of his cuts, really hard to stick with him. Uh, so he's going to present a challenge to this Washington Commander secondary this weekend. Then we look at Hunter Henry, the second most explosive pass receiver on this New England Patriots offense. He wears number 85, so again, number 81. Number 85, you're going to want to know where those two guys are every time they're on the field. Uh, usually Henry is in line as a tight end with his hand in the dirt, or he's running uh, out of the slot, a reduced set, so he's lined up as, as almost like a receiver. Uh, he's a very smart zone manipulator. He really knows how to manipulate linebackers and safeties through the zones and how to get them to do what he wants them to do. The Pats like to hit him on vertical vertical breaks and vertical releases, so the release is off the line of scrimmage. The break, you get to the top of your stem, try to break away from the defender. He really tries to get vertical on those things. He runs his routes really, really hard and is very smooth at the catch point. This is not a guy you're going to see loafing on a pass route, so it's important to throw his timing off 
when possible. So if you're up on the line of scrimmage against them, if you're a defensive end, if you're a linebacker, don't just let him get a free release. If you let him get a free release and let him get lumbering downfield, he's a big dude, but once he gets going, he really gets going. So those are the two guys I'm looking for from the Patriots offense. Those are the two guys I think they're going to look for to try to exploit this commander's weakness. If the commanders can counter that, then they'll turn the Patriots' weakness into their strength for week nine. Those are the two biggest things I saw on film study. What is What should the Washington Commanders do to counter those tendencies? Those are going to come up in my keys to victory coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game just go to a timeout? It's time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning. That's your cue to get ordering. Time to pull out your lucky jersey and order your favorite apps and snacks on DoorDash because football is coming again this weekend. Why would you root for your team on an empty stomach? You wouldn't do it in FedEx. You wouldn't do it at Gillette Stadium. So why do it at home? Order on DoorDash and save on football. Watch party favorites. Get your pizza, wings, soda, burgers, even just buns. If you got everything else but you only forgot buns, hit DoorDash. You can get your buns delivered without missing the game. I'm told I've never been to New England. So I'm told I got to check out Simcoe's when I get to my hotel that's down the road from Gillette Stadium on Saturday night. So I'm looking forward to getting some food delivered from there while I do my final game day preparation for Sunday when the commanders, of course, visit the New England Patriots. So kick back and at kickoff with unbeatable deals on everything you need for your watch party or your tailgate. They got all your favorite restaurants and stores. Get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers. Order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and use the promo code LOCKED23. Don't forget that promo code is locked 23 you'll get 50 percent off up to a ten dollar value on your first order after you download the doordash app and make a purchase of 15 dollars or more subject to change terms apply if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast join the draft dudes kyle krabs and joe marino as they go position by position through the nfl free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 nfl draft if you want to know who your favorite nfl team should be adding to its roster you need to check out locked on nfl scouting available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Final segment here of Locked On Commanders, our final look at this game uh, coming up in week nine, New England Patriots versus the Washington Commanders. The Commanders play the Patriots Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern time inside Gillette Stadium. Catch every snap of the Commanders' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SiriusXM app. Just search Commanders, and while you're there, you might just hear a familiar voice during the broadcast. We've gone over the tendencies, and those tendencies lead us to some keys to victory. What are those keys? I got three of them. For you. And again, if you're if you're new to the program, welcome to the show. First of all, um, this is kind of like you see like your movies where they're on like a quest, right? These are three keys that if the Washington Commanders can can secure these three keys, I promise you they will get a victory. Key number one: use more twelve personnel, and that might be the hardest key for this team to find. And 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 you know, I'm not going to put a hard number. I actually thought about like you know have a 33% increase in 12 personnel, something like that. But bottom line is they just need to use more 12 personnel, more two tight end sets in line for extra protection and run blocking, split them out 
uh, to make the defense easier to read. Listen, when you put two tight ends on the field, especially when you got guys like Logan Thomas, you got guys like John Bates, you got guys like Cole Turner. Can we get Cole Turner some burnout here? These are big dudes. All right. And even John Bates, like he's a blocking tight end by nature, but we've all seen it. He's got better hands uh, and receiving ability than a lot of people give him credit for. Put these guys out there and it makes these linebackers and makes these safeties kind of declare what their assignment is, what their responsibility is going to be. And I think that's a big reason why the New England Patriots don't really have a lot of blitzes in 12, 13 personnel groups is because their linebackers and their second level defenders are oftentimes their blitzers. Well, when your linebackers and safeties are having to cover tight ends that are split out, they can't blitz. If you're in line and they blitz, stay home, pick them up. If they don't blitz, release out and try to get open for your quarterback. Now, not all personnel groupings are the same, right? 12 personnel can certainly present as 11 personnel. If you got Logan Thomas in the slot, it looks more like 11 personnel. But again, you make a bigger defender, usually a linebacker or a safety, declare what he's going to do, either go out there with him or shade inside, and he's either blitzing with his own safety behind him or he's coming out in zone and you have a, an early read on what you're doing there. So that's that's a very smart way to attack a defense like this. The more you have to make them declare what they're going to do. I see a comment in the live chat, EB versus Belichick. Exactly. The more Eric Bieniemy can force Bill Belichick's defense to declare and show what they're going to do, the better off for Sam House. So using more 12 personnel can certainly help with that. So far this season, 12 personnel has been used just 17% by the Washington Commanders. That's 21st in the NFL. So even though 12 personnel is not a very popular grouping, uh, just in general, the Washington Commanders are still using it less than almost everybody in the National Football League. But in Week 7 and 8, the usage has been slightly higher. Washington also found success in 12 personnel. 54% of the time they've used it compared to only 40% of the time when they're using 11 personnel. So all signs point to using 12 personnel. Can we please get Cole Turner some more snaps on the field uh, or some snaps on the field, period. Key number two. Over-communicate in zone, give help to Demario Douglas in man coverage. Again, this New England Patriots office has two zone beaters, Demario Douglas, Hunter Henry. So when you use zone, you got to be smart. You got to be over-communicating. You got to be talking. You got to have a solid plan going into it alone. But then you have to over-communicate while you're setting it up. But then when you go to man coverage, with the, which the commanders are doing more this year uh, than they have recently, Douglas is very slippery, guys. I'm telling you right now, go back and watch some of these plays. This dude gets in and out of his breaks smooth. That's where I see the Tyree kill uh, in him just a little bit. Commander's defense is in man coverage 30% of the year so far, or 31% of the time so far this year. That's ninth most in the National Football League, and it's up from 27% last year. Somewhere William Jackson is saying, bro, where was all this man coverage when I was out there getting burned in zone because I don't know how to read uh, my assignments. Beyond those two guys, there are other Patriots guys like Jalen Rager who are going to get more snaps this week. So speed is going to be on the field for the New England Patriots. Speed is what they're going to try to do to kill this commander's defense and take advantage of those deep ball opportunities. That needs to be contained, which means it could actually be a pretty good week for Hunter Henry. If you need to stream a tight end in PPR leagues, Hunter Henry might be a good option for you because the commander's defense is going to be playing back a lot, trying to keep a lid on all that speed. Key number three. Plan for sustained drives, not big plays. This New England Patriots defense has only given up four touchdowns this season that have come on 10 or more air yards thrown, and fewer, and that's fewer than 13 other teams tied with five others. But they've also only given up two touchdowns this year that were thrown 15 or more yards through the air. Only five NFL defenses have given up fewer touchdowns of 15-plus air yards than the New England Patriots. Because of that fact, New England's defensive red zone percentage is top 10 in the National Football League. 
but their goal line percentage is 17th. Now that's still middle of the pack, so it's not terrible, it's not bad, but it's much better than 10th in, in, inside the top 10, right? So there's a much better potential for you to score touchdowns against this Patriots defense when you're in goal to go. So that means even in the red zone, Sam Howell and this commander's offense, they got to take what the, what the Patriots defense is willing to give them, take the checkdowns, take the running lanes when they're available, get the ball down close, and then punch it in, preferably with Brian Robinson. He's on my fantasy roster. So that is my third key. So again, recapping the keys to victory, uh, use more 12 personnel to take advantage or make the New England Patriots show their blitz schemes and their coverage schemes more often. Key number two, over-communicate in zone and help out in man coverage against Demario Douglas. Key number three, plan for so sustained drives. Do not expect to get a whole lot of explosives. Although, if you get them and they're there, by all means, take them and enjoy them. Game status reports for the Washington Commanders. Wide receiver Curtis Samuel, the toe injury, and Ricky Stromberg with that knee injury are out. No real definitive news on Ricky Stromberg, but I'll tell you right now, the fact that he's not been put on IR right now, I think is somewhat positive news. I don't want to get too excited, but somewhat positive news. Uh, but they are both going to miss this game against the New England Patriots. Safety Percy Butler with a calf injury is questionable. The New England Patriots have 10 questionable players on their roster. Here we go. Tight end, Farrell Brown. Tackle, Trent Brown. Defensive tackle, Christian Barmore. Linebacker, Jawan Bentley. Defensive back, Jonathan Jones. Offensive tackle, Vidarian Lowe. Linebacker, Josh Uche. Defensive end, Dietrich Wise. Defensive tackle, Davin Godchalk. And wide receiver, Tyquan Thornton are all questionable the big ones there offensive tackle Trent Brown defensive tackle Christian Barmore uh, linebacker Juwan Bentley and linebacker Josh Uche those are your big four that you really really want to keep an eye on for if you got Brian Robinson on your fantasy roster like I do Christian Barmore missing this game could be huge if defensive tackle if he's out that could be really really big for the Washington Commanders run game and, and let's see Chris Rodriguez get some more touches right uh, out for the New England Patriots offensive tackle Calvin Anderson and wide receiver Devontae Parker who is technically their number two receiver so Number one receiver, Kendrick Bourne, to the IR. Devontae Parker is going to miss another game when concussion protocol. That means your starting wide receivers for the New England Patriots are technically your second or your third and your fourth receivers overall. But again, those are speed guys. And this Washington Commanders defense has shown those are the kind of guys you want to use to exploit their secondary. So the, the timing of it is, is very, very interesting. My prediction for this game, Washington Commanders beat the New England Patriots 24-21, to 21, and that will make my drive back from Massachusetts much better because I am crazy and I am driving. I am not flying, but I will be going live from Foxborough from Gillette Stadium. Hopefully I've never been there, so I actually don't know for sure. I shouldn't promise this because I don't know if I'm going to have a space to record in. But if I do, I will be uh, going coming or coming to you live from Foxborough from Gillette. If I can't find a spot, unfortunately, I'm going to have to drive home and then I'll have to do it uh, whenever I get home. It's a long drive, so it's probably going to be the next day. I go to bed and it'll be up and ready for you when you get up. Uh, Monday morning, hopefully victory Monday. If in the meantime, if you got questions or comments, throw them in the YouTube comment sections, find me on Twitter or become a locked on commanders insider. Text me directly by going to join subtext.com slash locked on commanders. Uh, my brother's keeper. What's up, man? How you doing? I hope you're good uh, man or woman. Hope, hopefully you're, you're doing good out there. Also, as always, thank you so much for making a locked on commanders. Your first listener, your first view today and every day, every day. Thank you for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Thanks so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. And until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 